0: Friday. Welcome to the three things I learned: SaaS, sports, tech, and live events. Where today we're not going to talk about SaaS, sports, tech, or live events. We're going to talk about volunteering. Uh, I've been volunteering since 1999, 23 years now. Don't talk about it much. Not going to. Uh, the goal here, like all the rest of the three things, is to help others learn from our mistakes. And volunteering is one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. So I want to share the seven things I've learned in 23 years. Uh, there's many, many more that other people can probably elaborate on better. That'll hopefully make it easier for you to give back if that's something you've been considering doing. In summary, there are seven rules. One, ask where you're needed. Two, do what others won't. Three, keep showing up no matter what. Four, accept our unique place in the world and give from there. Five, know that really helping is going to hurt us. Six, heroes need our support, not our PR. And seven, volunteering involves people. And that can get awfully messy. So let's get started. Number one, ask, where you can be helpful. It sounds very simple, but it all started in 1999. I was volunteering at the Central City Community Outreach, which was next door to the Union Rescue Mission in downtown Los Angeles, about three miles from where I went to school. One of the pretty girls at my school was volunteering there, and it was all my heart to follow her and do the same. We would get there at three o'clock, and we'd bus in a bunch of kids from school, and then we would play with them, tutor them, feed them, and then have activities until about eight o'clock. The whole goal was to keep the kids off the street. These are kids from broken homes. Uh, I jumped in head first, like all volunteers do. Look at me, I wanna do the best, I'm going to be the front man. If we're playing basketball, I wanna play basketball. If we're gonna be tutoring, I wanna tutor. I volunteered there three times a week, and in the first year, that's how I approached it. It was stupid, selfish, condescending, and self-serving. It was all about me doing the things that I thought were important. And then one day, I was sitting on the table, we had a picnic table that was next to the activities, and one of the 16-year-olds, Destiny, came over and sat next to me. And at the time, we had tourism volunteering coming through. We had this group that had come through just for a couple of days, and they were taking pictures with some of the kids and hugging them and doing the same thing that I had been doing, you know, get out front. And she sat down next to me they started to trust me because I'd been there a little while, and she said, you know what I hate the most? I hate when they come in here and they treat us like zoo animals. They take pictures with us, they feel good about themselves, and then they go home. It was gut-wrenching. My heart hit the floor because it's what I had been doing. So I went and sought out help. I went to the head pastor there, this guy named Joe. And Joe was a real life angel. Joe's job was to wake up at the crack of dawn, drive all over downtown Los Angeles, pick up the kids, take them to school. Then he would go pick them up from school, bring them here and work with them until eight o'clock and then take them home. Most of them didn't have parents because the parents were working multiple jobs where they had problems with drugs. Joe sent me down and said, you know, here's the problem. People who show up to volunteer don't realize that it's volunteering. They're giving them of you. What you really need to do is ask where they really need the help. And in that case, the help they really needed was in the kitchen, to come into the back door, move the food around, cook it, clean up, and move along. It was the least glamorous job in the building. In fact, most of the kids didn't even know you were there until maybe the last hour. That's the first lesson I learned. Ask where you can be helpful, don't assume. Be willing to do what others won't. Working in the kitchen doesn't sound bad, but nobody wanted to work in the kitchen because there was no glamor in it. You came in through the back door, you moved the food around, you cooked it, you cleaned up. Nobody knew you were there. The kids didn't know you were there. You didn't feel like you were making a difference in their lives. But after a year of doing it, I started to see that what it was doing was freeing up the regulars, the people who had degrees in child psychology to go spend more time with the kids. The kids also noticed that that's what I was doing. And I became kind of like the lunch lady man that they would come over and give a hard time to. And we got to know each other really well. We'll give another example of that in a second, but if you're willing to, if you show up and you are willing to do the work that others aren't willing to do, I assure you, you're going to be welcome to volunteering and you're going to see a much bigger difference than you anticipate. That's lesson two. Three, accept your unique place in the world and get from there. I graduated from college in 2001 and I got a job in Century City and I moved to the South Bay about 20 miles away from the center. Now my job was a serious job and the earliest I could get out of it was 5.30 and it took me an hour at best, usually longer, to get to the center. I tried anyways. For the first few months, I continued to show up as often as I could. And it was killing me. I was burning a can on both ends. I finally broke down and I sat down with Joe and I said, Joe, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm selling out to the corporate world. I want to go be a missionary. I want to be a pastor. I want to go full-time Peace Corps. I want to change the world. This is what I want to do. And Joe changed my life yet again sat me down and said, that's not what we need from you right now. You came to me three years ago and you asked what, you, what we needed. And I said, I needed you in the kitchen. And that's what we needed at the time because that was your place in life. You had the flexibility to do that because you were in college. But now you have the ability in the working world to donate the food, to get the word out about what we're doing and to bring people down here who can help. And maybe that's not here. Maybe that's in the community that you're currently in. Everybody's always rushing to the place where they think is the absolute worst, but they don't realize that tragedy is where they're living as well. And so I got to work on that, and Joe was right. So that lesson stands to this day. Accept where you are in the world and give where you can there. Years later, and currently, I started volunteering in my community where we live now. And I volunteer in the church and have for 16 years. And every Sunday I show up and I follow the rule that Joe gave me back then always show up and never stop showing up. And what he meant by that was sometimes they don't need you. Sometimes when you show up to help pack lunches for the kids, there's 10 people packing lunches for the kids when three would suffice. And what happens too often is people show up for that and they see they're not needed. And they come again and they see they're not needed. And they come again and they see they're not needed. And they peel off and then the numbers start to drop. And then you show up one week and there's nobody there. And one person has to do the work of three people. I'm one of the few people who volunteer in the church who doesn't have a job. Sometimes I go and I help out in the back. Sometimes I give a sermon to 100 people. What I've learned along the way in Habitat for Humanity, at this Food Pantry, at the Hope of the Valley Rescue Mission, at the Union Rescue Mission, and at the church that we volunteer at now, is the best volunteers are the ones who show up every day and they're willing to give the time they have. And if they don't need you, that's okay. Come back next week. They might need you then. Lesson five really giving back really giving of yourself hurts it's going to hurt you and it's going to hurt the people around you it's messy and it's painful years ago uh, when I was volunteering at the place I'm at now I had a youth group of high school boys who were athletes and we were going to Costa Rica to work in a mission that had been formed in uh, the tourist town of Jaco which is a ton of prostitution and poverty in the area and a lot of travelers coming in and out and taking advantage of that Of that uh, setup and we got there and there was an angel there this guy named John who had moved down there full-time and was working at the mission they had set up for us a bunch of activities for us to do that week it was missionary tourism all this stuff was really easy to do it was a couple of photos what we talked about earlier in the early lessons and Drew who was much more learned in how to give back than I was at the time uh, and I was totally on board with it he went to John and said look we have a bunch of you know young strong individuals here post work we actually want to work and john lit up immediately he said it was okay with him he had some work that he needed to get done That others weren't going to do and it was going to cost him six thousand dollars which they didn't have so they had bought this lot next door and it was it was this uh paved lot that had you know just overgrown garden around it hadn't been taken care of and he had to pay somebody to come and take out the concrete so they could expand the mission for the mothers and for the impoverished rich to come and live at um They didn't have any tools, so they gave us a bunch of pickaxes. It was as ugly as you'd experience. The kids didn't want to do it. It was 90 degrees plus humidity. We were hurting. Our hands were all cut up. We were bickering. I mean, I've known Drew for 20 plus years. He officiated our wedding. I've seen him yell once, and it was at me during that, and I had it coming. Uh, A lot of times when you watch movies and you think about volunteering, you think about it being utopian. Everybody's smiling and it's all life changing. Um, In any circumstance that really needs help, it's not utopian, in fact, it's the opposite of utopian. Over the years of the CCCO and over the years of the church, you know, we've watched kids go back to the streets, we've watched kids go to drugs, we've watched kids go to gangs, we've watched others die. Uh, we've shared meals with prostitutes, we've shared meals with drug dealers, and then we've watched hopelessly as their families have followed them down those paths. Uh, we heard the stories, we did the best we could. You know, The results of what you're doing generally don't show up for a while, a decade plus, but even worse, they're outnumbered by the negative by quite a bit, especially when you're volunteering in a place that really needs help for every win, there's gonna be 15 losses. Just know that really helping is messy. That's number five. Lesson six, they need us, not our PR. Uh, This has changed a lot in the last 23 years. Volunteer tourism was a big thing in 99, 2000, 2001, 2002 when we didn't really have very good uh, mobile devices. Now that we do, it's gotten uh, outrageous. Uh, There are a lot of people who will show up when you're volunteering for a day or two, take a million pictures, get in the way, talk about how awesome they are, post it all over social media and virtue signal left and right about how the social justice changes that they're putting forward are mattering. For all the changes that we're seeing online, I'm not really seeing a lot of the difference in headcount, showing up to volunteer. And some of the generations who get worn out the most online are actually the ones who give the most time. Um, it can really hurt the cause. If you're going to show up and we take a bunch of pictures and we talk about how awesome we are, the people who you're helping don't like it. it it's belittling it's to them. And more importantly, the people who are there working full-time generally are getting in the way. So please, If you're gonna go volunteer, and we need you to, and we all wanna do more of it, leave the phone at home. Take a few pictures for your memories. Don't splash it all over social media, unless you're doing so, trying to get other people to join you. Look at me, volunteering does so much more harm than good, and it makes the other volunteers not wanna show up again. So, lesson six, they need us. They don't need our PR. Finally, number seven, Volunteering involves people. There's a good chance there's gonna be some people there you don't like. Volunteering is not a job. Everybody who shows up, we want help from all of them. So there will be people you don't get along with or align with, and that's okay. You're not there to help them. You're there to help the people who need help. In the end, on all these seven lessons, I have screwed them up regularly. But the one thing I've learned is if you keep going back every week and you do your best, it really does change lives, it really does help, and you will really see it happen with other people. You know, what Joe told me years ago changed my life. I wanted to be Batman. We all want to be Batman. We all want to show up and make a huge difference day one and not do the menial job that feels like it isn't going to get anybody anywhere. But what he told me was right. There is no Batman without Alfred. There's no Batman without Rachel Dawes. There's no Batman without Lucius Fox. And there's no Batman without Thomas Wayne. If we all play our role, if we all give back, then we actually can make a difference because there is tragedy in this world right now in your community and in mine. So I apologize for the personal one this week. It's incredibly important to me. It's the only time I will talk about the volunteering that we've been doing, and we'll be back next week with SAS Sports Tech and Live events like usual. Thanks so much.